Coming up, can you name the current White Sox manager? Because we are talking about the state of the Chicago White Sox with Sully Baseball and are the Los Angeles Dodgers the biggest threat to stealing the Aaron Judges of the world from the New York Yankees? Discussing all that on today's Locked on Dimebacks podcast. You are Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Check out my lower third. You can call me Sully. I'm an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for the last decade and for the last four completed seasons as a podcast host here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And right over there is my, well, sometimes co-pilot and always friend and looking kind of a little scruffy in the beard there going on there. I'm loving it. It's Well, I don't even know your name. Tell us your name. Yeah, Miller Thomas, host of Locked on Dimebacks. It's no shave November, Sully, so we got the caveman beard coming in strong right now, trying to get it like a Odell Beckham Jr. because we're talking about football before we start this podcast. Oh, yeah, we, we talked a lot about football. Who's the mm-hmm. guy on the Rockets who used to have the big beard? Oh, uh, oh that's that's Sun Devil legend James Harden right there. Sully. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you, you, you're going for the James Harden look there. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Need a few more inches. Help. All right. Well, look at this is a family podcast, but um, so today you could you could follow your creator Thomas twenty four. You may have already said that, and uh, this we're recording this here. It's going to be dropped on the twenty first day of November. It's Monday. Happy Thanksgiving Monday as we're going on here. We have some interesting uh, Jennifer Cozy, who is the uh, the keeper of the Viva Tigres uh, site and has been writing about the Tigers for a long time is going to be my guest on the 22nd. And so I'm looking forward to playing that part because mm-hmm. we had a really cool conversation about the state of the Tigers and the fact that she fell in love with the team around 1983, which is a pretty good time to be a Tiger fan because the next year they went on and had arguably the greatest season in their team's history when they just went on a rampage and won the World Series. Uh, lost only one playoff game uh, to the uh, San Diego Padres. And went on, and that's to this day the last time the Tigers have won the World Series. Anyway, that's it's a fun podcast. That's going to be dropping on Tuesday, uh, November twenty second. So, hey, uh, Millard, uh, it's interesting. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit here. Uh, before we have we we get together, we do these every week, and believe it or not, we do a little bit of planning. We sometimes it it usually is we'll shoot each other a few emails or messages. I don't like to know his take on things. I'd like to, to, there to be general, you know, genuine reactions. But we, we always exchange what topics do we want to hit. And one topic that I suggested is why don't the White Sox have a manager yet? And who should they hire? And Miller Thomas, what did you inform me? Well, I informed you that they apparently already hired a manager because I didn't even know this, Sully, either until I had to Google White Sox manager. You know, what candidates are they looking at? It's like, oh, they actually hired someone back in November, uh, November 3rd to uh, start the month. They hired their new manager. 
Pedro Griffol, is that how you pronounce his last name? Um, he's been a uh, part of the Royals coaching staff for a long time, including the years they went to the World Series back-to-back. Uh, he was a bench coach and has some experience being on the championship coaching staff, which uh, you know, which is all, all well and good. Uh, I do not believe he has uh, uh, any managerial experience, even in the minor leagues. Which I, you know, call me crazy. I think your first major, your first managing job should not be in the majors. But I digress. Um, I don't know. I, I know nothing about the guy. I mean, I know he's younger than Tony Larusa. So is the dirt outside of my house right now. Um, I mean, he's a uh, uh, player. Seem to swear by him. Seem you know might be a smart baseball guy. I like the fact that he's coaching experience and uh it's a different direction for the white Sox, uh who could very well lose jose abreu who's a free agent right now and guess who's looking to sign him the padres the san diego padres are kicking the tires and saying hey we could use a first baseman right now why don't we make a deal for a first baseman i i would be you know look at i understand the business of baseball, I understand that, you know, when the player's a free agent, it's his right to uh, sign with anybody. I never, I will never uh, criticize a player for wanting to sign with someone else. I just, I have a very, I have a very weird quirk about my fandom, especially in the age of free agency, which is if someone plays 10 years with a team, or at least part of 10 years with a team, then if they go somewhere else, I'm like, ah, do you want the fan base? You had a decade with them. He's given them nine years. So I'm like, Jose, can you give the White Sox just one more year so you have that 10-year span? Because once you do 10 years, he's going to leave. Hey, you had a decade with him. You know, you had a decade to build a team around him. Nine years is always so frustrating for me as a fan because I'm like, you're you're the cusp of that. And again, I know it's it doesn't really matter and the fact that he is uh, on the wrong side of 35 is yeah. disturbing if you're a White Sox fan. Um, you know, he, you know he's still a productive hitter, but he's probably not going to be the MVP that he was a few years ago. But I just, you know, he's – oh, I just – it's frustrating. And I know, it's, I know it's banana boat time for me to say – to have that matter at all, but it kind of does. Yeah, it's a weird place right now for the White Sox. I do like, I mean, we're not going to have any strong takes on Pedro because we didn't know who he was before today. But I do like the fact that the White Sox went out there and got some fresh blood in the system after going through this whole Tony La Russa experience and doing the whole retread thing, maybe talking to Ozzie Guillen. Like, I like the fact that they went out there and got a new free, a new fresh face in the building, someone that hasn't been around, you know, baseball. Maybe too much could use more managerial experience, but I like how they got someone new. But for the White Sox team, I mean, it's been kind of a weird three-year run for them because they felt like they've had this window the last couple of years to maybe win a World Series, but they've had that weird Tony La Russa hiring, and then they've dealt with a lot of injuries to their outfield with the Eloys and Luis Roberts not being able to stay healthy. They've gotten Tim Anderson hasn't been able to stay healthy. They've gotten like up and down seasons from productions from some of their key pieces in their starting lineup and their rotation. So it's just a weird place to be right now if you're a White Sox fan. If you saw Jose Abreu left like you're alluding to, like that would hurt me so much as a White Sox fan because Jose Abreu has been like one of the most underrated players in baseball 
the last 10 years. Like, I know we don't like to talk about the COVID shortened season too much, but Jose Abreu was the American League MVP during the 2020 season. He had fantastic numbers. This past year, his home run total came down a little bit, but he's still a high average, high OPS guy. His hard contact stats were still right there. So the Padres were able to go out there and get a Jose Abreu for like a three-year deal and add him to that lineup. Like, that is a major addition for this Padres roster. And I would hate to see a, a player like Jose Abreu, who's been a heartbeat of that White Sox team, leave for nothing in free agency. I think that would hurt the White Sox fan base a lot, and I would be hurt if I was a fan. Yeah, and it's, you know, <clears throat> listening to my favorite podcast, uh, my my second favorite podcast after Locked on Diamondbacks is mm-hmm. uh, Never Not Funny, Jimmy Pardo's comedy podcast. Jimmy Pardo is really one of the pioneers of podcasting. He was a guest on the old Sully Baseball program. He's a rabid, rabid Chicago White Sox fan. And he was basically screaming at the beginning of this year that LaRusse isn't working, stop this madness. And when the Phillies wound up going to the World Series, when they had a super high-profile former World Series winning, former manager of the year manager in uh, Girardi, who they pulled the trigger on letting him go. And, of course, Rob Thompson took over, and they got to game six of the World Series with him. He was saying on the show, the Phillies did what the White Sox should have done, which was don't worry about, you know, like, don't worry about saving face. It's not working. Pull the trigger. And sometimes you know when it's not working. Yes, LaRusso won the division in 2021. It was very clear that this was not working early in the year, and there was no reason for it to keep going. Um, he's going to be this new manager is, again, fresh blood, get a good shot. Who knows? Work, could work out great. But losing Abreu, it would be just a real gut punch for this team. And, you know, sometimes it, it's it's a – it's an example again. It's funny because um, uh, Pedro uh, Griffal, which I believe how you pronounce his name, was the manager on the Kansas City, or the the, the bench coach in the San- Kansas City Royals when they went to back to back pennants. Sometimes your window of opportunity is very small. The Royals should be a case study of a team that took advantage of that tiny window, got two trips to the World Series and a title for their troubles and then got terrible again. Um, The White Sox may find out that that window of opportunity was really only a few years. The best thing going for the White Sox is there is no juggernaut in the American League Central. Mm -hmm. The worst thing going for the the White Sox is that Cleveland looks like they have a team that's together for the next bunch of years. And it's going to make it a long shot I think for Chicago to penetrate that winning that division. Um, but then going into last year, it looked like an absolute surefire bet that the White Sox were going to win the American League Central. And if you're going to make any bets, go to Bet Online, your number one source for sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. Is that lower third below me? Yeah, yes, it is. Way to be on the ball. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, and I know I do, you can find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. That's where the game starts. Oh, and uh, let's not beat around the bush here. I just want to thank you for making Locked On MLB your first listen today. For your second listen, that better be Locked On Diamondbacks. After that, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts at Insight that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're here with Miller Thomas. I'm your pal Sully. Um, Jose Abreu would be a big pickup for the Padres, mm-hmm. who are looking to look at they they made it past the Dodgers in the playoffs last year, not their standings, but in the playoffs, and got to within three wins of going to the World Series. Abreu would be a huge pickup for him. Now the Dodgers must be thinking, hmm. Maybe we should make a splash. And when you take a look at what the Dodgers have done, the Dodgers are going to clear out something like $70 million worth of contracts. I think it's like $100 um, million, what I'm saying. I mean, it's something – yeah, whatever it is, it's it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Trey Turner, Kimbrell, Price, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger – They've they've all you know they've all said toodaloo bye bye thanks for thanks for all the fish. That's uh, a reference to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy for those of you who are playing along, and that means the Dodgers, who are a team that has no compunction about spending lots of money, and no doesn't seem to care about things like the luxury tax, and knows they need to win a World Series title and a full 162-game schedule to sort of get that proverbial monkey off their back about this phenomenal run that they've had. Is this the clearing up of space to bring in, and Stacey Gatsoulias, please cover your ears, Aaron Judge? Well, I don't Are we think there's... see any- Aaron Judge join Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman as the MVPs that they're just inserting into the team, Willie and also Nilly. Right now, I would put it at like 50-50 because I definitely think, I don't think there's any doubt that the Dodgers are going to make a run at Aaron Judge. I just don't know if they're going to be all in on an Aaron Judge like they were Freddie Freeman because that cost for an Aaron Judge is going to be so large. And I think it's going to be a real question whether... Is it better to pay an Aaron Judge 35 to 40 million a year because they're projecting Jeff Passan from those winter meetings with the GM? They're projecting maybe eight years, 320 for Aaron Judge. That comes out to 40 million a year. For the Dodgers, would it be more beneficial to pay an Aaron Judge 40 million a year? Or would it be more beneficial to get the Trey Turner for like 28 million a year and then add a couple of those other pieces in the offseason? So I think that's going to be a huge question for this Dodgers team. How much are they actually willing to commit to Aaron Judge? I think it's a lot easier to meet the demands of a Freddie 
Freeman go that seventh or eighth year when he's only going to be making about 23 million 23 million annually and you know he's the MVP guy you know he's a playoff performer Judge is the same kind of player but he's going to be almost double the amount of money as a Freddie Freeman I think it's a real question for the Dodgers how all in do you want to go in on Aaron Judge versus just bringing back the Trey Turners and spending some of that money elsewhere to round out the rest of your roster I get it I totally understand everything you just said makes logical sense mm-hmm. but think I try we do want the Dodgers do want to say I'm the big dog in town and I'm tired of this and to be the big bully signing all the big players again uh, I on either Wednesday or Thursday I am going to be addressing my thoughts about why I think we need to take away the stigma of buying a championship because essentially that's what we want our ownerships to do. We want Mm -hmm. them to do. Why is that a bad thing? They just bought a championship. Oh, so they did their job. The Dodgers obviously have lots of money. So do the Yankees, but the signing of Aaron judge would be, I mean, talk about wanting to sell a lot of season tickets. The Dodgers are one of the most are I think they have the the highest attendance of any team in baseball right now. They are insanely popular here in Los Angeles, but there is a sense of frustration of the only time they actually won the World Series was a year that no one could show up. Yeah, I mean, and, I don't think yeah, and then you have the season they just had and you lose in the postseason. That doesn't help validate what you did during the 2020 season. No, it doesn't at all. And it just it 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 makes for it it makes everything more frustrating. Like it creates a stigma towards well, you won the one year or it was, you know, it was weird. It was COVID, sixty game season, and a little round robin tournament. That, that that didn't really feel like a a World Series. They you won it in Texas against Tampa. That's just weird. And to have a normal World Series championship is what the Dodgers should be aiming for. And you would think with all the star power they'd have, they'd be able to get it. I just think that the temptation of seeing the reigning MVP coming off of a 62 wins, 62 um, home run season, stealing him away from the Yankees and telling him, look it, you know, you're sitting him down and say, hey, look it, I know we've only won World, World Series in this run. We've also been to three, two other World Series. How many World Series have you been in with the Yankees? None. When are they going to get to? Are they going to win the World Series next year? Probably not. Probably not. And they're giving the car keys back to everybody who did all the same mistakes for the last couple of years. It's a broken record of everything that has gone wrong with the Yankees since the beginning of the new decade. And I'll throw in the 20. Uh, 18 postseason as well. Every there, there's been no change, so you can say, Aaron, you are going to have Don Mattingly's career. You are going to have Bobby Mercer's career. You're going to be the guy who was a Yankee at the wrong time to be a Yankee, or you could be a Dodger. Yeah, I think I would well, like to see Aaron Judge become a Dodger just so we could see the storylines of the fall of the evil empire in New York. I mean, what would happen to that franchise, the foundation of the Yankees team, if Aaron Judge went up and left in free agency? That would be phenomenal. But I think the other reason you also have to think about signing Aaron Judge if you're the Dodgers is because there's another California team that has their eyes 
on Aaron Judge, and that is the San Francisco Giants because Aaron Judge, apparently a Bay Area kid, so the Giants are going to be waiting in the weeds. And if you think about Aaron Judge and the kind of player he is, is he not the closest player we've seen since like a Barry Bond? Like if he's going over to San Fran, like that's the kind of profile of the athlete San Fran wants after having Barry Bond all those years to bring in Aaron Judge. That's basically Barry Bond's 2.0 in today's era. And if you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked on Dimebacks listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love Simply Safe. Simply Safe was named the best home security of 2022 by US News and World Report a third year in a row. An emergency 24/7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is a whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window and door. HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than $1 a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash lockdownmlb. This is their biggest discount of the year, so you don't want to wait. That's simplysafe.com slash lockdownmlb. There's no safe like Simply Safe. And also, I mean, look at the Giants had a magical regular season in 2021 where they won 107 games, won the division, but then they lost in the the, the check swing series uh, to the uh, to the Dodgers. Now, they have one hundred and three million dollars committed to the 2023 roster. OK, now Rodon is probably going to go – I mean, he opted out of his deal. Um, Longoria's going to be – Yeah, he's going to get big money. No, he could get big money from the Giants, he but could. he's still going to get big money elsewhere. Um, the current ownership delivered on the great regular season that they had. If the Giants had won against the Dodgers in that division series and faced the – if they had won it all in 2021 – then they would be playing with unbelievable house money. But instead, there's a hollow feeling in the hearts of Giants fans. Yeah, they won 107 games, but then they lost to L.A. of all teams. And then last year became a 500 team. Now, I don't think the Giants are a 500 team, but I also don't think they're a 107-win team either. I think they're pretty much in the middle. I think the team is pretty much a low 90-win team. And the signing of Aaron Judge would be such a, for the lack of a better word, 
a a symbol to the fans to say, all right, the Buster Posey years are over. It's the Aaron Judge years now. We're bringing home the last time we brought home a, a reigning MVP back home, as you mentioned, was Barry Bonds. And I think that there would be the great, obviously, ticket sales, obviously, you know, attention and everything like that. But also you're keeping away from L.A. And you could also pretty much easily sell Giant fans on, hey, you don't have to win 100 games. Just have to get into the dance. All you got to do is point to 2014. The team was the road team at the wild card game in Pittsburgh in 2014. And they were the one dancing at the end when they defeated Kansas City to win the World Series. So you're saying, hey, if we can improve our team from 81 wins to 87, 88 wins, then we're going to be seeing some meaningful games in October, and some of which Aaron Judge, who will never hit 62 home runs in that pitcher-friendly ballpark. But I think you're right. I think the biggest thing that should make the Yankee fans give a big old gulp, and this is not sponsored by 7-Eleven, is two California teams with money and motive to spend money are salivating at the sign of Aaron Judge as a free agent. And let's face it, the Yankees, for all their reputation of swallowing up all the big stars, in the last, what, 10 years, they've swallowed up uh, Stanton in a salary dump with the Marlins and Garrett Cole. But they've not been the big, huge spenders that people no. think they are. And I I think the the bidding war that could come about from California, I mean, Aaron Judge, his great-grandchildren are going to be able to go to law school, no problem, because of all the money he's going to make. And you have three teams with money who have all the reason in the world to sign him are going to be in a bidding war for him? File that under wow. Yeah, and if you're a Yankees fan, like, I don't know how you sleep at night because just not those two sharks that are looking in the water with the Dodgers and the Giants. Like, there's rumors that maybe the Red Sox would like to get in on the Aaron Judge sweepstakes, which I don't really understand why they would do that when they let all their other good players walk in free agency or they trade them away. There's rumors that maybe the New York Mets, who we know their owners, not afraid to spend money. Like, if, if the idea that Judge stays in New York but leaves the team of the New York Yankees to go to the little brother New York Mets or Aaron Judge goes uh, across uh, conferences and goes to the National League Dodgers or Giants you are or, a football fan leagues I guess leagues I guess leagues but I feel like conference is a better word I feel like it's easier to uh, rationalize it in your head but for Judge if he was able to do if he chose any of those options over re-signing with the Yankees like it would be a catastrophic failure in New York and it would like it would literally be like a pivot point moment like a nexus moment in the Yankees franchise history the moment Aaron Judge left the building like I think it would change like the next 20 years of Yankees lore like maybe that's being too hyperbolic and too exaggerative but I think it would really change no. like Yankees going forward no he's he's he is the one elite player uh this this century the Yankees have developed two elite players. Two elite all-stars have come through the Yankees organization. Robinson Cano, Aaron Judge. Jesus Montero? What? Yeah. Mm. He's, 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 <laughs> okay. Exactly. I mean, Severino is a homegrown player who's very good, but he's been mm -hmm. injured too many times. It's like, like perennial all-star MVP caliber players. It's been Cano and Judge. Now, of course, Cano walked because he got offered 
all the money in the world from Seattle. A lot of money. And now Judge, who, I mean, look at, I personally think, and if I went to bet online, if you go to make it, oh, we already did that one. But um, if I were to go to bet online, I would bet on him returning to New York simply because uh, the Dodgers want him. The Giants lust after him. The Yankees will collapse without him. And so I think the greatest, the, the team with the greatest need for him is New York, which is why I think in the end they will outbid whomever. But it's not 100%. We all could see the scenario where they say, well, he just wasn't worth uh, such and such and saying, well, and, you know, the he's, uh, you know, he's 31 years old and we were afraid that if we did blah, 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 blah. Um, but it's, uh, you know, but that, again, would probably make a lot of Yankee fans say, hey, look it, you know, you're just playing it safe. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. We'll be talking with Sully Baseball about the best Cody Bellinger fit. So you're going to want to check into tomorrow's podcast for that. Thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. Go check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast where we go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with insights from our local experts available wherever you get your podcasts youtube and of course wherever you're listening to this podcast as well thank you for making lockdown dimebacks your first listen every day come back tomorrow for more dimebacks news coverage and insight and as always stay safe stay healthy deuces